0: Father God, we praise you and we thank you for the time that you've given to us to come at your feet, listen to your word. Father, we know that you are always care for us and concern for us. As your presence is here with us from the beginning of this hour and continue to remain with us Lord, even now. Father, we pray the Holy Spirit of God, you take control over the rest of the hours too. You speak to us. Give us the attention here to hear your word. Let your word has its purpose in every one of our life. Your word has the power. Lord, your word is the life to us. Father, we pray for every one of your children. Lord, let your presence always be sensed, accepted, understood, so that we receive your word as you want us to be. We surrender the rest of the time into your hand. In Jesus' precious name, we offer this prayer. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. It's my privilege and uh, it is uh, God's blessing and it is God's way and God's time for us to come together and for me to share God's word, what God wants us to hear today. And as all of us, we know from the beginning of this year, this year is declared as year of holiness. And we are hearing the messages, the prayers, all in relation to holiness of God and also about us. And recently, yesterday evening also, during the intercessory prayer, the word came to us, and to me it is a confirmation, and God confirms it always. The yesterday's message was a reminder about God's coming, even though it was mentioned for many years before, and uh, till it is the same. But uh, one difference is, we are very close to coming of the Lord. And the question was yesterday, how is our salvation? When we are expecting the coming of the Lord, it starts with our salvation. How about our salvation? What is the stand we have in regard to our salvation? So we know that. So these are all the things which is always at hand. And the Bible says that without holiness no one shall see the Lord. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And even the John chapter 3, verse 3, the Lord Jesus said, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So, like that, there are many scriptures here to support us and reminds us that we should. Be ready, and it is something speaks about starts from our salvation. In these aspects, I as I was reading Hebrews chapter two verses one to four, Hebrews chapter two verses one to four. The verse one says, "Therefore, we must give the name more earnest to heed." We must otherwise we must pay a closer attention to the things we have to we have heard lest we drift away. My key word is lest we drift away. Why? The the word starts with therefore therefore. That means something was said earlier to chapter 2. So, what is the word chapter 1 says about? So, the word, the chapter 1, what it says, the meaning of the points is, from 1 to 3, Jesus' is supremat- superiority over prophets as spokesmen. He is superior. Secondly, from verse fourteen to uh, 4 to 14, what it says, Jesus is superior over angels by virtue of his holy deity. So in all things, Jesus was the key and he is superior, he is more than the angels and more than, and he is God. In chapter 2, in, in these four verses, what? we learn. Number one is, verse one says, how can it is all for, it is a warning against drifting away from the Lord. So, let me say the title of it, the message, Are You Drifting Away? Are You Drifting Away? That is the title of the message. Under this, Let us understand what the full scripture says about it. The main point is a warning given to us that against drifting. Secondly, how can we avoid drifting? By giving earnest heed to the things we have heard before. We are hearing and hearing and hearing. And there is no end to it, including today. But it speaks about the past. And we have to give the earnest heed to the things we heard. Secondly, what proves that we cannot escape judgment if we neglect our great salvation? Two to three. That is, Disobedient to angels was punished, much more so if we neglect the Lord Himself, that is the salvation, and uh, we cannot escape from the judgment. Finally, 3 to 4, what it says, how was this great salvation revealed and confirmed to us? That is spoken by the Lord Himself at first, confirmed by those who heard Him, that is the apostles. They affirmed it, they confirmed it. And finally, in the fourth word, what He says God is bearing witness through signs, wonders, miracles, and gifts of the Holy Spirit. So these are all the fruits. These are all the confirmation. These are all confirms that, that our salvation is important. How important our salvation is till today. So when I said in the beginning, when we are looking or waiting for the coming of the Lord or whatever it is, even to the present world, whatever what we see, what we hear, Before us or around us, in our country or around the world. All these signs confirm that the coming fulfillment of God's promises concerning His coming and also our reminds us about our preparation. So when we think of the holiness, Without holiness, we cannot even enter or see the kingdom of God and uh, it starts with our salvation. Without being born again, we cannot enter. So in that case, we start with it is a time for us to remember and give importance about our salvation. So, that is the message for us from this portion. So, before we go to the message, there are some questions to us in generally. How many Christians have drifted their way to a loss of faith? How many Christians have drifted away to a loss of their faith? Faith in the sense the first faith we had in our Lord Jesus Christ? Secondly, has there or has there been a time in your life when you were more dedicated to Christ? Has there ever been a time in your life when you were? more dedicated to Christ, that means anyhow we'll complete it. The next question is, has there ever been a time when you were close to Jesus than you are right now? Is there any time in the past that you are so close to Jesus? Than as you are right now. Has there been a time or more you are surrendered to the life, your life, than you are at this moment? Is there any time you remember you surrendered to the Lord more than at present? Is there any time? You are more committed to the living Christ as you are right now. I hope you understood all these questions about your dedication to Christ, about your closer life with Jesus Christ, about your surrendered, how much you surrendered to the Lord, and how much you are committed to the Lord. If Your answer is yes. It is, and any of these questions—that means you are in the process of drifting. That is, the past is the best. You are—you had a good day. You are dedicated more. You are closer with God more. You are surrendering yourself more. And you are committed more, but now it is less. That means you are drifting. You are in a process of drifting. If your love relationship with Christ is not where it was once it was, if it is not where you know, know, know it, that means you are drifting. That means, if you have forgotten your close relationship and the love relationship with God at first, when it was. If you have forgotten the first day of your love for Christ, you are already drifting. Why do so many people drift in these days? In the Christian kingdom. There are five reasons. That people drift. So let us see what are those five. Number one. Is. Death. Matthew. Chapter 13. Verses 5 to 7. 20 and 21. I will read it for you. That is all about. Sowing the seed. As Jesus Christ was giving a parable, Matthew 13, verse 5, I say, some fell on stony places where they did not have much earth and they immediately sprang up and because they had no depth of earth. But when the sun was up, they were scorched and because they had no root, they uh, they withered away. Verse 7, and some fell on thorns and uh, some on thorns and the thorns sprang and choked them. Verse 20, but he who received the seed on the stony places, this is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet, verse 21, yet he has no root in him in himself but he endures only for a while for when tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Those in this what we learn, it is how it speaks about the depth. Those who settle for a shadow relationship with Christ will find that they will never have the depth to make it through and through spots of life. The church today has the spiritual depth of a mud puddle, small and shallow. We think it is just fine to have this kind of spiritual life, but in reality, this is far from what Jesus expected from every one of us and from his disciples very specially, from those who are accepted Christ in their life. The lack of spiritual death will lead to nothing but a withered and a dead spiritual life. That is the understanding from this above scripture. So not only as an individual, even some churches preach and teach the shallow doctrine that also keeps the members, the church, shallow in their faith. They forget about the past, how they accepted Christ in their life, shortly about the salvation. Secondly, The reason is denial. Mark 14, 10 to 11, it is a very well-known scripture as well. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve, went to the chief priest to betray him to them. And when they heard it, they were glad and promised to give him money. So he sought how he might conveniently betray him. You might think that we are not such a people. How can we compare ourselves with uh, J- Judas Iscariot? No, there will be a time in our lives when we deny Jesus Christ. For whatever the reason, if you are honest, we all done it knowingly or unknowingly. Whether it was simply doing something that you know was displeasing to him or whether it was a moment to save yourself momentary difficulties. That means you don't come forward to identify yourself as a Christian, as a believer. That opportunity you miss it there. That is... Equal to denying our not only our faith, it is denying Christ himself. Maybe for you, it was time when you were supposed to speak up and did not. Or when you just did not follow the will Christ wanted for your life. So sometimes we know, we do not know what is the will of God in our life. We don't follow. We don't take serious about our thing and concern about seriously. We take it very casual. There also we deny. So there were been times when we all have chosen to easier path and sold out on Jesus. That means our faith. So easy life, it is always doesn't mean it is a blessed life. That is sometimes according to our convenience and pleasing ourselves. Never think about what is God's will or who we are. We are born again spiritual Christian. We are prepared for his kingdom purpose. We forget all those things when the time comes. Thirdly, difficulties. What are the difficulties? Difficult times. Galatians chapter 4, verse 8 to 11. Galatians chapter 4, verse 8 to 11. Paul says, but then, indeed, when you did not know God, you served those which by nature are not gods. But now, after you are known God, you are telling about the person who is saved. Now, after you are known God,
1: or rather,
0: you are known by God, how is it that you turn again to the weak and Beggarly elements to which you desire again to be in bondage is really asking a question and it is surprising him. And he says in verse 10, you observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid of you for you, lest I have labored for you in vain. He it is with a very heavy heart, with a burden, and is writing to Galatians. How far? How, how, how could be? You do that. Before you are saved, and, and uh, if it is okay, but now you are saved, you know God, God knows you. How come you go back to your whole life? Because of the situation, you see, you observe the days and the months and the seasons and the years. That means you go along with the world again. You are separated. You are separated from the world for God's kingdom. And how come you go again? If he doesn't know you did it, that's okay. But now you know God and God knows you. How come you do so? So, that's what is understanding. So, when the life gets tough, we may show giant-like faith and the reality of God's power in our life in the beginning stage. It is only when we hold strong and our relationship with Christ is that He, in turn, holds strong of us. When we come through trials and difficulties with Christ by our side, we will find a spiritual strength and we so desperately need it. That means, as we exercise our faith in the beginning and show that our strength, because that is the strength of our God, our dependency in God, even in the difficult situation, hold on to your faith. God is besides you. He will strengthen you. Never, ever, worry or fear about the difficult situation what you are facing or the trials or difficulties. Fourthly, deception. The same Galatians, chapter 1, 6 to 9. Deception. Here, he says, I marvel that you are turning away so soon from him who called you in the grace of Christ to a different gospel. To a different gospel. 7. Which is not another, but there are some who trouble you and want to prevent a pervert the gospel of Christ. But even if we are an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel to you, then what we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Verse 9, as we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone preaches any other gospel to you, then what you have received, let him be accursed. See here, how he emphasizes. Verse 8 he says, which we have preached to you. In 9 he says, what you have received. And in both he says, if you not that, what I preach, if you don't receive or uh, receive or believe in what we preach, or if you don't follow what you receive, both are cursed. So how important it is in our life. Sometimes people are influenced to follow a doctrine that is false or unscriptural. It is much more available freely and, I don't know, available everywhere. Every, it, these days are not as our early days. These days are everything is instant, everything is in our hand. As we have our mobiles, yes in E8, in, in, everything is in hand. We could able to hear many, many messages or even the Christian preaching, different preacher, different churches from around the world. But I cannot say everything is wrong. Some of them will edify. But are we in a position to know and understand and follow which is right or which is wrong? That that could be possible only if we have enough knowledge to identify it. Knowledge, or the maturity. The maturity, not only the knowledge, knowledge with our experiences. So here, there are times when people drift in their relationship with God because others have deceived them. It is vital to continually measure your opinions about God and Jesus Christ with the scriptures, if your beliefs do not match with the word of God, the Bible, you are in a wrong place or you are following a wrong doctrine. That shows that you are drifting from the relationship or from your salvation or from Christ. So deception is the one of the reason us to drift away from our salvation. Fifthly, division. Same Galatians chapter 2, verse 11 and 12. Divisions. Now, when Peter and I had come to Antioch, I withstood him in his face, because he was to be blamed. Or before certain men came from James and he would eat with the Gentiles, but when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of circumcision. So it is very simple. And he is telling about his relationship and his experience with Peter. How he... he, Peter behaved during the circumstances and how people also divided. There will be always be people who will seek to divide those around him. We have to make the choice to stand up when, where God calls us to. Standing for God is not always popular but it is always the right thing to do. That means in every situation and the circumstances, we should keep and assure ourselves, we are standing with God. We are standing for God. We are standing with His Word. So that will keeps us that we are not Divided or may not be any divisions amongst us. In in Revelation, chapter 2, when you read 2 to 5, it confirms us about our our responsibilities and our stance. 2 and 3 says, I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance, I know that you cannot tolerate wicked men. That you have tested those who claim to be opposers but are not. And have found them false. You have perceived and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. These are all the good things about the church and about ourselves. These are all the good character and we follow. But verse 4 divides us. Yet, yet, I hold this against you. What are they? You have forsaken your first love. That is what we started with. You have forsaken your first love. Remember, the reminder is, remember the height from which you have fallen repent and do the things that you did at first is continue. So, deception, division is the another reason. Now, when we move on, the essential problem for drifting, yes, we know for all these five reasons, the death and the denial, difficulties, deception and divisions, but there are Reasons for a sin problem what we have. Why we drift? Number one is lack of your fear of sin. In the last days it is what is happening. Even good churches will go bad when they fail to recognize sin for what is truly is. That is rebellion against God. Sometimes when we see there is sin, we don't take it seriously. We just casually allow it and keep going. When those who know Christ continue in their sin, they do it in the full knowledge of his goodness and grace. It is an act of rebellion against the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is an act of rejection of the goodness of Christ. It is an act of ingratitude for Christ's forgiveness. When we live in an age where there is no longer any fear over the consequences of sin, our society wants us to believe that God is benevolent and good and would never hold as an accountable for our action. Everything is granted. We always claim, it is a very general, not only now, even from the beginning, the always people used to say that when we think about or speak about the word of God, we are in grace. We are in grace. We are not in bondage. God is gracious. With that, we take it granted. We no longer examine our lifestyle but the principles taught by Jesus himself in the scripture. We often fool ourselves into believing that we live under grace so everything is taken care of and we can live how we please. God is clear on this issue and we heard it Again and again and again he loves sinners, but he hates sin. If God hates sin, how can we think that it is okay? God forgives and God is gracious. No, it is a serious issue. That's why it is, I can say that lack of fear for sin. Secondly, lack of repentance over sin, if you don't have fear Ultimately, you don't think all about the repentance. So the word repent means to turn away from. You know about it. The biggest problem the lives of so many Christians is the fact that they may have given their heart to Jesus, but never repented their sins. So, in many, many, many uh, I always we will have a doubt about the salvation of the person, and they will casually or I do not know what circumstances they accept Christ. But when we see the life of some people, here we are not here to judge, but their life is so evident for us to have a question about their salvation. The way of their life and the way they behave. That means in both the way and the salvation became a big question. Anyhow, it is God, The God is the church. What I say, they don't, uh, the repentance, the way they accept Christ is not, seems to be true. So too many, who come to the altar and pray for salvation, walk right back into their old lifestyle, and there there won't be any change in them. Definitely, when we give the altar call, people come to uh, come for uh, accepting Christ. They come to the altar; they will be prayed for. After they go back, in the same way as they go back, some of them they go back to the world. That's what I want to do. I I mean it here, and the reality is that sin just. Does not bother us enough to want to change or ask Jesus to help or change us. So we should, the people should be very serious about how to change. How God can change. Without repentance, it is impossible. Thirdly, the lack of victory over sin. We should know the understand about the victory over sin. The only victory that you have in your life is the one that Jesus gained through his resurrection from the dead. That is the only way. You will never be able to defeat Satan in our own strength. Never ever. And you will never be able to overcome the power of sin in our own strength. No, impossible. The goodness is that, you does not have to defeat Satan because he is already been defeated by our Lord Jesus Christ. Is it not the victory God has given us? This victory is forever and ever. That means that assures us about our eternity. The power of sin is death and the death has been destroyed through the Resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. The power given to you, given to us, through the resurrection and the Holy Spirit is greater. You have been given the victory. That is the only victory we remember in every situation of our life. And that is the victory we should remember and assure us about our eternity, the eternal life. So how much the salvation, how the salvation is so important? So the salvation is the one which makes our destiny clear. There are only two destinies. One is the hell, another is the heaven. So by salvation, the gate is open for us through heaven. We all belong to that place. And that's why here we have to celebrate that. That is why in our acceptance, in our baptism, we remember it is Jesus who won the victory. It is by his death, resurrection and power. We also identify ourselves. One is forgiveness of our sin. Second is repentance of our sin. Thirdly, we have assurance that our sins are forgiven. Fourthly, we are assured and promised that we are belong to his kingdom. So, nowadays, we forgot all those things. What was our early days and the experience of our salvation? That's why the Bible says, how come in the, in the, in the, in the first place what it said, The Hebrew chapter 2 and 3. How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? How can we neglect the great salvation? We take it very easily. So it is for all of us. Let me close this. Finally, five things we need to do. About drifting. Number one. Very quickly I will go. Recognize. Identify the difference. That is to take it granted. Five things we to do about drifting. We have to uh, the remedy. How is it? What are they? Recognize. You will never be able to embrace the change. God has in store for you, your life until you recognize your personal need. There will be never be a greater moment of God in your life if you satisfied with where you are right now. How many of you here today need closer walk with God. Recognize the difference, how you were before, in the beginning, how you are today. Recognize it, the differences. Secondly, remember. Don't forget. We must remember the key to a deep relationship with Jesus Christ. The issue of closeness, not your feeling. It is not a feeling. The closeness you have to. If you can remember a time in your life when you are closer to Christ than you are right now, you need to get back to the place. Remember where you were. Remember what Jesus has done for you. Remember when you knew his presence and knew his power. He is the same. The scripture is very clear. He is the same yesterday, today and forever. But are we the same? Yesterday and today? Or can we say that we will be we, I will be uh, the same forever. No one can say. And uh, thirdly, repent. Recognizing and remember not only enough, thirdly you have to repent. Repent means not just to feel sorry for it or say sorry for it, we should grieve we should have it as a burden. We should really feel that you, you are wrong, you have done a mistake, you have fallen, you are in a danger and you have to repent for it and sorry for it. And if there was a time when you were closer to Jesus, what made that reality? Times when you neglect the spiritual discipline such as prayer, reading of the Bible, worshipping, all these things when you are going down in this, at least these three areas. Repent means turn away from that. Turn away from your neglect of your relationship with Jesus Christ. Missing of your fellowship within the personal, in the intimate personal relationship with Christ is not the same as you experienced before. You have to repent it. With your burden. Fifthly, return. Sorry, fourthly, return. It is not only repent, you have to return. Return to the practices that help you to grow and develop as a Christian. What made you or made you to come closer to God, you return to that place. By reading the word more, and hearing the words more, and that made you to come closer, go back. And return to your daily devotions. If that is missed, go back. If a prayer life is missed, go back. If a one hour prayer becomes ten minutes, go back. Return to your closer walk with Christ. Return to where you are belongs to. Fifthly, revival. When you make the effort to get back to God, he will bring inner revival in your soul first. There will be a peace. You can feel it. When you do so, all these steps, when you go back, you can feel within you, there is a peace in you. So when you strive to be more like Jesus, he will bring a greater love to your life. When you seek more, Of the Holy Spirit, He will fan the flames for faith within your heart. Yes, God will do that. Seek to have influence of Holy Spirit in us. That's why always we used to pray, let the Holy Spirit of God take control over our life, in the sense as the same thing how do we always, time and again, I keep on mentioning this. What is the, when we accept Jesus Christ, <clears throat> we tell them and we heard, accept Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior in your life. Accept him as a Lord and as your Savior. Lord means to rule over you. Savior means to save you from sin, to save you from the darkness, to save you from the hell so that means ruler lord over you means rule over you so so far be- before accepting christ we are led by ourselves we were ruling ourselves we go what we want to where we want to go we speak whatever we wish to talk so we do did everything before accepting christ as of by ourselves or by somebody else But after accepting Christ means accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Lord. As your Lord means. There we make a definition and the confirmation and the seal that hereafter. That is the meaning of it. Hereafter. It is not me, Lord. It is you who will take over me, who take control over me. Here I am. Listen to you. You tell me. Wherever you lead me, I will go. Whatever you tell, I will obey. That is the meaning of it. There we started. But in the course of time, we forgot all those things. Again, for that, the Word is given, the Spirit of God is given, Holy Spirit in us. For one example, it will cover all these five points. The last son. The parable of the lost son. Luke 15, 11 to 32, when you go through it, it reminds us of all five. Recognize verse 7. When he came to himself, he recognized where he is. Remember, he remembered in his father's house, there are many paid servants. He remembered. Immediately he said to himself, I will repent, he repented and what did he say, how many of my father's servants have enough and I will go to my father, I will say that I am lost, I am sorry for it, he repented and he immediately, he stood up from that place, he returned to his father and finally the revival, verse 20 says he returned to his, he rose up and came to his father. 22 and 23 says, But the father said to his servant, Bring out the best robe and put put it on him. And put your ring on his hand and the sandals and his feet. And bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry. So that is the victory. So that is the revival. In him, in his family. And that is how in the same way, when we follow this principle, as we heard in the beginning, when we go into the waters of baptism, when we go into the deep into the water, what we believe, what we are reminded, when Jesus Christ went into the water, there is a voice from heaven, He is my beloved Son. And we also know that the heaven rejoices when we accept Christ on this earth. In the same way, as believers, as the children of God, and the servants of God, today sitting and hearing the word of God, if we are drifted, if we sense that we are drifted away, now the time for us to go back and take our old position, so that once again there will be a revival in us, in our family, in our church, and the heaven rejoices again. I conclude with the promised word, what we have we read today. I am, verse uh, Jeremiah 23, 24 and 25. Am I a God near at hand? Says the Lord. i not a God afar off is a question. That means, I'm not only near to you, I'm also God of all places. Wherever that means, now he assures he is with us. And if you are drifted away, if you think that you are far, God is also God of far places. But can anyone hide himself in a secret places? No. So I shall not see him, says the Lord. Is there anybody? Impossible. Not fill. So here it says, do I not fill heaven and earth? God wants to fill as he filled the earth, God wants to fill heaven by all of us. If he believes, say hey, louder, amen to that. Amen. God is prepared as... Amen. 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 <laughs> amen. 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 Yeah, amen. 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 As we are in the last days. Amen. One more verse I will read. Matthew 4, 24 verse 10 to 13 when we go, when we read he reminds us about we are in the last days and then many will be offended will betray one another and will hate one another then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many verse 12 and because Lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Remember this. Because of lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Say it again, once, all of you. He who endures to the end shall the
1: end, be saved.
0: To the end will begin. Until the end, the same shall be saved. So let us confirm that we are the one who endures to the end, and we will be saved. It is not once we are got saved, and we will endure it till the end. Definitely. We will be saved. Heaven is belongs to us. Amen. God bless you all. Thank you. Leave it to Pastor.